Okay, good morning. I was hoping uh, by the time we have the shear, the third shear in uh, Matir Asurim, there would be no more hostages. But uh, unfortunately, it hasn't expired. Someone asked me, uh, Shul's putting together a mission to Israel. So someone said, do you think it's very hard to plan an itinerary? Because how do you know what's going to happen? So someone said, are we going to, oh, welcome back. Someone asked, uh, you gonna, are we going to visit families of hostages? I said, I hope not. You know, it's at the end of December. You don't really get excited. I hope you're not going to even go to an army base. There won't be war. Just have a good time. So you're allowed to do that as well. But if you look at the very last source, because I want to make sure, move on, uh, next week's Hanukkah, we probably won't learn, but after Hanukkah, we'll go on to something else. We're focusing this year about uh, Tfilos and Eretz Yisrael. As uh, we pointed out many times, I want to thank Lazy Bean, obviously, for sponsoring. The, uh, you look at Davini, you look at Kriya Torah very differently this year. Every year we should, but especially this year. This Parsha is the Parsha Yosef, gets thrown into a pit. You read these, uh, I read earlier this morning, I'm not a doctor, but you read about uh, just the eyesight, you know, the, the, the eyesight of uh, people who are put into the darkness, in addition to all the emotional uh, issues, and obviously more and more is coming out. I told you when I was in Eretz around six weeks ago, I saw a video that now is being shown around the world. It's hard to talk about, but it, slowly but surely, more and more terrors, horrors are coming out. So anyway, the Gemara says in Maseches uh, Yoma, we're going to start with a piece of Gemara, Tent, Aflamid, Hey Yomid Bet. It's the very last source on the second page. You'll see it's the page that's not filled. filled. So the Gemara there, just a little bit of the context of the Gemara, the Gemara is discussing, uh, I like to, it's a beautiful page of Gemara, the excuses. Somebody, everybody has excuses. You know, sometimes they're justified, but sometimes they're just excuses. So a person says, listen, I'm too poor to learn. I have to work all day. And, uh, you know, I can't get into yeshiva, tuition so high. I mean, these are all issues. So the Gemara says, it's terrible, but you really should be like Hillel. Hillel's the response to all of your uh, defenses. Because Hillel... They, they had standards back then also. They didn't let him in, tragically. So Hillel had to fight his way in, you know, in the middle of the snow. It snowed. The Gemara there talks about uh, the time of the St. Talamata. It's Kufas Teves. And Hillel fought his way to the upstairs, you know, the window of the, what do you call it up there? Exactly. And he, he listened in. Then the Gemara says, somebody's going to say, I'm too rich. You know, I'm too busy. The whole world's dependent on me for tzedakah. And my family, you know, they get three, four cars a day. So I, I have no time when I retire. So the Gemara then gives an answer of uh, another one of the Tanoyim. And then the Gemara discusses a person's a Baltaiva. He calls it their Russia, but it's, it's, it's a very strong terminology. The person says, I can't resist the street. That's why I give in to my uh, Taivas and to my desires. So what's the answer? You have to be locked away all day? Or you're, you, that's a defense? Again, in the Gemara's conclusion is what you answer in this world doesn't matter as much as what's going to happen in the next world. It's a very important Gemara. They should teach this to all of us, including myself. So the Gemara says, Yosef's the response. There was no one who was more alone, abandoned in many ways, and would have had an excuse for giving into his taivas, you know, emotionally. If you look at this on different levels, somebody actually is interested in having him. And that's the Aishas Potiphar. The Aishas Potiphar tries to seduce him. 
The Gemara's language is, is, is unbelievable. So I give you a piece of it. So why am I doing this today? Let's look at it. Amru Allah al Yosef Remember, we've been discussing uh, this bracha that we say every single day as part of Birch Hashacha, Matir Asurim. We say it every day as part of Psukhet Zimran, Kuf Mem Vav. Osem Mishbat al Ashukim, Nosim Sounds familiar? Just said it a few minutes ago. Hashem Matir Asurim. We also say it as part of Machaye Hamesim. It was added on a little bit uh, later from the Anshikhanes Sagdola, or post facto. So at least three times a day. You'll see some versions say, uh, some, some say you should say it seven times a day. <coughs> so the Gemara <coughs> says, Amr Yosef every single day, Mishadalto Bidvarim. She would seduce him, not just with words as you're about to see, but with a tremendous amount of effort. You know, we have the term Hishtadlus, which is a good thing in general. So she had a tremendous, she used all Hishtadlus to try to seduce him. The Gemara interprets, uh, it's a passage, when it talks about Ones and Mufata, you look at Targum over there, Mufata is more than just saying something to someone, it's putting in uh, effort, that's what seduction is, you try to manipulate them, etc. So it gives an example, this sounds like, I know a lot of people may be familiar with this from the people they know, <coughs> but this is not from a wife. She changed her clothes. I mean, I heard on a Pesach program, people do this three or four times a day. Right? She only did it twice, so you can say, you know, what's the big deal? But okay, and again, she, she wore these clothes, particularly, the Gemara points out, in order to seduce him. So you can imagine. And she says to him, none of that worked. So she said to him, you better uh, listen to me. You know, the, you're going to be in trouble over here. I'm the boss. So Amar La, <coughs> he says to Halav, you know, I'm Yosef. I'm not giving in to you. So Amar La, so she threatens him. And she says, Hareini, you know, I have a lot of power over you. If you're not going to give in to me, Hareini Kovashtucha Bevesasurin. Which is eventually what she came up with. And again, it wasn't just throwing her in, him in. He accu- she accused him. I'm going to throw you into prison. So Amar Law, he says to her, Hashem Matir Asurim. Ah, here's actually uh, the source. Now keep in mind, this is uh, the, what the Gemara is pointing out. Hashem Matir Asurim. Asurim. We say this part of Mechai uh, Hamesim. Now, I pointed out from the Rambam and the Gemara and Brachos that we say Matir Asurim, at least the way it used to be done, when a person, you know, at night, it's very hard to, uh, in the morning, it's hard to get up. You feel like your body is, you know, that's the excuse, I can't get out of bed. Everybody, every kid uses that excuse, I can't get out of bed. The parent says, yeah, you could get out of bed. You throw cold water on them, and then somehow they do get out of bed. I don't know if that's still allowed in the world. So the Gemara says, when you sit up on your bed, you say Matir Asurim. But that's not really, that's just a, a, a metaphor. It's, it's a way of presenting the way you feel. But this is actually more accurate. Now, the Gemara goes on to give all these other things that she said to him, etc. So what does this have to do with Bisman Hazel? So we're going to go a little bit out of order. If you go up, we're going backwards, the Leket Yosher. So the Leket Yosher is, uh, if you ever have a chance to, to you want to relax on Shabbos and learn, we're discussing in the Tzorbash here. Shabbos isn't, you can't just uh, put yourself out for 24 hours. That keeps you away from the 
lamites malachos, but doesn't keep you positive and you can't eat all day. There's a lot of bad things come from that physically and uh, spiritually. So we have to learn every Shabbos. So Leka Yosher happens to be, it's a beautiful sefer. It's a Talmud who's talking about the Minhagim of his Rebbe. Everybody likes those types of books today. You know, it's a Rebbe book. So this is from Arishon. So the Leka Yosher, I think his name was uh, Yosef Ben Moshe. I forgot the name in uh, German. It's from Ashkenaz. When we look at the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch, very often the Ramah is really quoting from a Leket Yosher, who's quoting from his Rebbe. His, his Rebbe was called the Truma Sadeshen, Rebbe Yisrael Isserlin. Thank you very much. Look at the service over here. So Rebbe Yisrael Isserlin. So he says, I remember what he did is he, you know where the Rhineland is? I think today it's like Western Germany, around the Rhine River. But in Kazal, when you see Rhinus, it's Ashkenaz. And you have Rhinus and you have Ostreich, you know, German, Austria area. That's why in the Shulchan Aruch, you're going to see those minhagim, because the Shulchan Aruch's writing about uh, Svardi minhagim, more or less. You know, Rabbi Yosef Karo was in Spain, and then he was in Eretz Yisrael. So the Leket Yosher says, Vizachreni, he says, I remember one time, B'nai Rhinus, is the second to last source, when one of them got out of prison, this is what was done. And it sounds like this was done as a ceremony in Shul. What happened? Which I don't understand. His friends threw water on his face. I mean, imagine a guy comes gets an aliyah after getting out of prison. Now, we're not talking here about white-collar crime, okay? That, you go to separate shuls, right, for white-collar crime. You don't even have to leave. You have the, you have the shul in the prison, but it's not so pushing. But here we're talking about somebody who's in prison like the Marame Rudenberg, you know, for uh, crimes against the state. In other words, learning Torah. Or maybe they were taking someone to kidnap to try to get money which is, was very often, that's where the term kidnapping comes from. So when he got out of prison, they would throw water on his face. Maybe that's a sign of like, uh, you're up, you're awake. I don't know, I haven't investigated this minhag. Va'omer lo, and someone would say to him, either the community or the gabai or the rav, matir asura. Again, what inspired me a few weeks ago is I saw that Israeli reporter when that woman, uh, when the Chayelet was freed, I forgot her name, unfortunately, when the Chayelet was freed, the only one who's been rescued, as far as I know, you saw an Israeli reporter takes a kippah out from uh, one of the guests, puts it on his head, and he says, And you have the other anchor, his co-anchor, she says the bracha as well. And I thought it was a little bit strange. Like, I thought it was cute. But then I started investigating, and look here we have in one of the Rishonim. We generally would think that when someone gets out of prison, what should they say? They should, themselves should say, Birchas HaGomel. That's what the Gemara says. What I'm suggesting is there's actually a couple of different stages in this. One is, and I'm going to argue this at the end, we ourselves today, we should be saying, when we say Matir Asurim, we should be thinking about all those in captive. That we're saying to Hashem, on one hand it's a Shevach, but it's also a Bakasha. And then I'm going to show you something I found live action in a couple of minutes. The second of all is when someone gets out, the community's feeling, if not that individual's feeling, is matir asurim. Eventually, when they're able to reflect on it, they're going to have a nice sudas hoda, and they're going to say birchad agomel. Sudas hoda is not made as soon as you get away. If you look at these shavuyim that are taken out, they're not ready to have big parties right now. You know, Rahman al-Islam, you saw the way they were taken out and, and all those, uh, what happened? How did they all get uh, phones? Unbelievable iPhones they have over there, those Hamas guys. 
And where do they get all the electricity if there's no fuel? I mean, I want to upgrade to one of those phones. They seem, everybody there has a 15, you know, an iPhone 15 or 27 or whatever it is. It takes a while. Baruch Hashem in Israel, at least they try to be aware of the psychological state. Eventually you have a, a hoda, Baruch I'm not saying halachically, but hashkafically, that's what, even in halacha, a sudas hoda is very often made a little bit later. Down the line, you invite a lot of people. So, the Leket Yosher says there was such a minhag. When a person got out, this wasn't just matir asurim for chakras, it's what it literally means. It goes back to Yosef Atzadik. And then he says, but uva ostrach enum no hagen kain. So clearly, this was a minhagen, a machloikis between the Jews of Rhineland and the Jews of Austria. But it was a practice that when someone was released, they said matir asurim. Now, what I want to suggest today, this is what we're going to conclude with, is that this is not just for the person who gets out, it's for all of us, because that's what you get from the Leket Yosher. The Leket Yosher says it's a Shevach, but I want to say that we should keep this in mind every time we say Matir Asurim. That's what I thought just from going through the sources, and then I came across this. There's a uh, Haredi uh, newspaper in Ashdod. I don't read it every day. But I, you know, you put something into Google, you could find it. So I found this incredible uh, piece. It's on the first page. If you look on top, it's Ashdod <coughs> DS. In in the city of Ashdod, you know, Ashdod and Ashkelon are beautiful places, but they've been getting hit very often. I think the hospital in Ashkelon has gotten more hits than any hospital in uh, Gaza, as far as I know. From it, there's a doctor in Englewood. You anybody know Dr. Herman? So he's a cardiologist. He goes to, uh, he's been there at least two times, I think. He goes to uh, work there while many, many of the doctors are in Miluim. So here's, a, what happened was, there was a Rav who I don't know, his name is Baruch Rosenblum, apparently he's a well-known Rav, and he came to give a guest year to the Avrechim, to Haredi Yeshiva in uh, Ashdod, and the Rosh Yeshiva there is very well-known, Rameir Abu Chatzera. Now you hear Abu Chatzera, they're all related to each other. His, uh, I think his great-grandfather was the Babasali. And, you know, he has a brother, or maybe it's his uncle, who's the Rav of Nariya. It's a very Chashua family, David Abu Chatzera. So this guy must be pretty good, this Rabbi Baruch Rosenblum, if Rabbi Abu Chatzera is calling him to be the guest. You know, that's my conclusion. He wouldn't call Shalom Bauman to give a guest here. So he calls in, uh, so in this year that he's giving to the Kolo guys, He's telling them, you know, you better be learning, and I see you learning, just like you're, you'd be fighting. You know, there's no time off over here, just like the soldiers. And he says to him the value of Talmud Torah. The first piece, he says, what you should be saying every day is Yoshev B'Seser, seven times. Maybe I'll explain this uh, in a different year. Just like on Hanukkah, the Svaradim, after lighting the menorah, say Yoshev B'Seser. I never heard of that. Has anybody here ever heard of that? And he goes through a whole thing. Yoshe B'Seser, Adam, unfortunately, you know, right, when, when, after someone passes away, when we, when we escort them, we say Yoshe B'Seser. So what it's doing over here, you'll have to read it. Then he says, at the, the second piece is Achena Kobes Yisrael, you better be thinking about. You know, when you, during Achena Kobes Yisrael, this is not just something you say on Monday and Thursday. You should be thinking about the captives. And then he says something else, from, he has four things, from Reb Chaim thinking about Enod Mavada, that have bitachan and Hashem, don't just say it, you should have it. And then, you see what I have highlighted, he says, V'sayim v'kar lavrechem, this is a newspaper article. I mean, imagine an article like this in the New York Times, yesterday in Yeshiva University, Rav Shechter got up and gave the following shir. 
I want to get this type of newspaper every day, right? It's a summary of what happened. You'll notice it talks about in the big city, the city of uh, Ashdod. It's a beautiful piece. Visayim Bikaral Avrechim, you see what's in highlighted. And he calls out, this great Rav calls out to the Avrechim, Leskazik Vimidas Abitachon. And he's telling them, you have to work on Bitachon. Bitachon is not passive. Emunah, you can just believe Hashem created the role. Bitachon is you have to do something. That's when we're partners with Hashem. It's the belief that Hashem is engaged with humankind. That's what Bitachon means. But it doesn't mean you just sit back and say, the Abishtah, my father-in-law, is going to take care of me. It means you have to do something. So he's telling them part of your role is to daven. V'diber al-birchas matir asurim. You see why I'm doing this? And he said, you know what you should be thinking about? The bracha matir asurim. It doesn't mean just that you got out of bed in the morning. You should be thinking today about all of those that are restricted, imprisoned in Gaza. And you see, he calls this a bakasha. It's not just a shavach. And you should say it every day. And Shabbos, seven pa'amim. Again, I don't know where the seven pa'amim comes. Seven times. And when you say it, what you should be thinking about, I'm talking to all of us, when we say matir asurim, we said it already today three times. So it's, uh, for me, I'll do this tomorrow. I prepared this year and I dive in today. I thought about it once because I was thinking about the year. When you say the brachas during to, during Pesukei uh, Zimra, Berachas Shachar, Pesukei Zimra, and Shemar Nesre, seven pamim. V'chashu l'chavim v'chol de'v'chol yama osam shavim hanim sam ba'asa itzel rotzchem v'natsiim achzariim. Okay, so whether you call them natsiim or you call them ISIS, right? It's all the same. And this we pointed out a couple of weeks ago, that captivity is worse than anything. It's literally, as the Gemara says, a living hell. That's what's happening, and that's why it's part of Mechai HaMesim, because we're looking for these people not just to be redeemed, but uh, for their lives, physically and emotionally, to be saved. Amen.